been very, very good, as it always is, but you can tell there's so many layers, yeah. so, so deep. And uh, now we're going to get into a, a phrase that we all know really, really well, the way, the truth, and the life. But I love that you do that. You'll take some of these things like this that we've heard our whole lives, and you'll say, but it really means <laughs> <laughs> there's more. I love that about uh, the longer in your relationship you go, hopefully, <laughs> you really wait, there's more? <laughs> you think, I've got this. Wait, or no, that, there's or more. Or that word doesn't mean what you think it means. Yeah. Well, it is. So, you know, we just looked at the concept of God's house. Rooms and place, and I really feel like we've just really misunderstood those. Yeah. And um, you know, for a little digging, you could kind of it, it becomes rather really obvious. But uh, the next part of John fourteen has been even more misinterpreted or misunderstood, I guess. And so let's just continue this. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again. I'll take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. <laughs> now, it's always a real good clue in these two chapters. Is there? He's, he says these things and everybody goes, wait, what? <laughs> we know the way? And Thomas <laughs> said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? <laughs> Leave it to Thomas to ask the question. He's an honest guy. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, the way is direct truth is emet and the life is haim. Now, he continues, if you'd known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. <laughs> Philip goes, wait. <laughs> Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. It's enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show me the Father? So you can tell as you read these two chapters that the room, you know, there's 13 people in the room and they're all going, yeah, we have no clue what you're talking about. So if you notice... <laughs> and Jesus, all of his facepalm moments, like, <laughs> just come on. Guys, but really, truthfully... <laughs> I don't think it did frustrate him too much because they just didn't realize what he was talking about. It would have made sense, but Peter and Thomas and Philip, they're all confused by his words. Nobody understands the significance of his words because they're still thinking they're sitting at the Passover that they've always known. Mm. But this isn't that. This is the fullness of time when Passover and the Day of Atonement are about to meet. He's trying to reveal that to them, that they'll soon have access to the Holy of Holies, to God. They're thinking, you're going, we're going away to a place, you're coming back, you're taking us, and they're thinking, ah, but it's, it's all about to happen. It's not yeah. some ethereal time in the future. Jesus is about to enter through the outer gate, the inner door, and through the veil of the heavenly temple or tabernacle to spiritually fulfill the role of high priest on this Yom Kippur. As he does... He'll also permanently open the veil and destroy the massive rod it hangs on. But no one is getting it. Peter thinks he can come along. Thomas wants to know the way. And Philip says, show me the Father. But Jesus is trying to get them to understand that they will be the Holy of Holies where the Father dwells. And then he also tells them that the Holy Spirit is coming to enter them. And that just really is going to blow them away. Then Judas, not Iscariot, there's two Judases, said to him, Lord, how is it you'll manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he'll keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home or tabernacle with him. So let's unpack the words of Jesus that they didn't understand, the way, the truth, and the life by delving into the tabernacle. All right, so 
Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The layout of the tabernacle of Moses had two areas, this large open-air court or courtyard and the covered main structure called the sanctuary, which contained the holy place and the holy of holies. There's only one entrance into the courtyard. It was a gate on the east. It was known as the way. Jesus wasn't just a way, but the way. Once inside the courtyard, there was only one entrance into the tent called the holy place. It was a door, also from the east. It was known as the truth. Only there, one entrance into the holy holies. And that was a veil, also from the east. And guess what? It was known as the life. So had they been your typical you know, priestly students had grown in the word, spent their life, they would go, oh yeah, I, we see what you're talking about. We haven't done that. So when we hear him say anything like, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, it never occurs to us that he's saying something much bigger and deeper. But at that last Passover, the disciples were completely confused by his words because Jesus was preparing them for his death on the cross, and all that came beyond. He was about to enter through that outer gate, the inner door, and through the veil, the temple or tabernacle to spiritually fulfill that role of high priest on the greatest Yom Kippur. It was the wrong season in their heads and he was about to die. Yeah, there was just so much. He was the way, the truth, and the life that led to the Father. He was the real deal. So we're studying the tabernacle, but ultimately we're studying the throne room and Jesus and the tabernacle of Christ in us. And to understand it all, we need to go back to that tent in the wilderness because it really actually, it's so helpful. So the gate, let's talk about that, the way. The gate of the courtyard, the way, and the door to the sanctuary, the truth, both had the same measurements, interestingly enough, but the door was double the height and only half the width. That difference is significant. The gate of the court was wide, the door of the sanctuary was narrow. The gate was for available to all, just like salvation. The door was only for the priests. One entered the court through the way from outside the tabernacle, There's no other way in because there's only one way into God's grace by which we're saved. In Hebrew, the term way referred to footpaths for walking from one place to another. You could use that term way to describe someone attempting to live a good moral life. But the rabbinic descriptions of the gate into the tabernacle and Jesus speaking in John 14 both use the definite article to distinguish the way as the only way. It's not just the way, it's the way. He's our mediator before God and and is the only way to him. This was the only one gate and only one Jesus, right? For those on the outside, all it required, if you think about this big tabernacle, this big kind of a fence or closed-in fence and just one way into it, for those on the outside, all it required was one step. One moment you were outside the gate, the linen curtain was a wall that was against you, keeping you out. But if you chose to enter the gate, the curtain was for you, surrounding you, keeping you in. Hebrews 9. The Holy Spirit was showing by this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. So Jesus was about to change everything. Hebrews 10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we've confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God. As it turns out, a lot of these words you read all the time have a lot deeper meaning, but only in the tabernacle. you got to go back and understand that, and if you don't do that, as I, I really just hadn't spent enough time in the tabernacle to go, oh, oh, 
oh <laughs> and hopefully that's will help you to do that next and so coming up we're gonna go into the courtyard we're gonna look at that bronze altar and discover some things that are just absolutely mind-blowing yeah well and and wasn't the early church called the way yeah isn't that right it yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah so i mean the implications of even just this one conversation uh, that jesus had with them and what we're learning today, mind-blowing stuff, as it always is when Ray's in the studio, 